What's good, y'all? My name is Dylan Green, and this is Real Notes, a space dedicated to blurring the cultural and artistic lines between rap and film. I'm here to chop it up with everyone from rappers and producers to journalists and video directors about their relationship to movies and how, if at all, film inspires their craft. My guest this week is writer, rapper, producer, and sound designer, Pat Jr. We spoke about Logic, Top Boy, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Doctor Strange, the Rush Hour movies, The Fifth Element, Gladiator, our favorite film scores and composers, his relationship to hip-hop and classical music, how he approaches music as a sound designer, the pros and cons of overthinking while writing, and the creative process behind his latest album, Gold Fangs on Sunday. Come fuck with it. Black white boy, son. Like, Logic, Logic, really... <laughs> he really... <laughs> I feel like I, when I saw it, I felt like that Dr. Umar me was perfect. Like, <laughs> like the, the one where he's just looking at the phone, like, <laughs> really? Like, uh, yes. Yeah, what would it really be a Logic album if we didn't have any commentary on him being biracial? No, man. That that that, that that's like that, that's like Pusha T talking about coke. Like that's exactly. what he that's just what he does, you know. Right. And it's and, and it's kind of rough because like on the one hand, I get it because like, well, actually, mm, I'm trying to try to think of how to explain this. So like he's white passing, so he gets very little sympathy from me in that regard. Absolutely. But but on but on the other hand, like I know he's gone through a lot. And I'm sure there has like like I'm sure there's been some sort of adversity he's gone through. But just like hearing him complain about people complaining about him talking about it when he always makes a point to talk about it, like especially after that, like clip that somebody made of like all the times he's mentioned it over his career. Like you kind of did this to yourself, bro. Like, you know, like nobody, nobody, nobody rides on Cole for it because Cole never brings it up. He, right. like, he's maybe brought it up like twice, you know, like. You, and, and you're like probably, as a bi- probably once maybe like maybe and i'm being funny but like <laughs> i i don't know I, I so you know people i'm into since you know this this is a podcast that is related to movies like i'm into movies about like time travel like that's that's my thing yeah. like anything that has to do with time i'm I'm an advocate for it. I just love movies that, you know, Back to the Future, uh, uh, Looper, like, you know what I'm saying? Anything, in, uh, not Inception, uh, Interstellar, like anything that has to like, so people people say, and shows too, but people say like, you know, people say, you know, if I had a time machine, I, you know, I would go back and like, if I had the ability to time travel, right? I wouldn't want to go back and like change anything. I would just want to observe. And one of the things I would love to observe if I could go back in a time machine is the first time Logic said nigga. (laughs) 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 I just want to in front of people, in front of people. Like, can you imagine? Like, because I like if I'm being honest. When I saw him, I didn't think he was, I didn't know he was, he was mixed. I thought me he was either. a white, I thought he was a white dude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, me too. And so <laughs> I would love to have seen the first time, like he said, nigga, and what the reaction was <laughs> to people Yo. in the room. 
that's so funny because like because you're like, like speaking speaking to someone who's biracial myself like that's just like but you know like i'm also like not white passing or at least i feel like i can say that but like you know like yeah i saw i saw him and i heard him say it on a song it was on um it was on under pressure he like said it during a song and i was like what like yeah, i, yeah, I like yeah, jumped yeah. because because then i then i looked it up and i was like oh he's mixed but like I wouldn't have known. It, it, it's just, but now I, I, like, is that, I, I your agree. First, I is that your first album from him? Lot, um, under pressure. I want to say, yeah, it was mine. Because it, it was either that, or maybe like somebody is, somebody might have sent me like one of the Sinatra tapes. I don't know. Like I'm not I, like he, <laughs> he's just, he's just like he's just someone who's like the the music's not really good but he's just someone who's always been really fascinating to me just because of that like mm, yeah and 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 it just and it just makes me laugh i i, I don't know i feel bad but at the same time like i i don't want i don't want i don't want to harp on him too much but just like absolutely, the, the, absolutely. The, the, the whole the whole situation's just like just like black white boy like come on son like you really you want people to like 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 you're leaning into it and like i ugh, just just stop like you want people to stop talking about it just stop like just like just stop like and, and then like the Africarian shit like stop bro stop it stop it stop it stop it stop it like ugh. I hope the new project's cool though like I don't know it, it uh I'm or, or like ho- maybe hope is the wrong word but anyway anyway <laughs> <laughs> anyway you know Ooh, no. <laughs> be- be- best of best of luck to Bobby I guess absolutely but- <laughs> absolutely best of luck yo um. Hi, welcome back to Real Notes. What's cracking? We're back. I forgot to say what's cracking last week, but fuck it. We're here. We're here. Um We're here. <laughs> already. Um, Dylan, um Dylan Green, Cinema Sci. I do a lot. I'm all over the place. Um, and I'm speaking with another mover and shaker, incredibly special individual who I've been fucking with for probably about two or three years at this point, but he's been going harder for longer than that. Uh, this man's a fucking rapper and a producer and a gold fang enthusiast and uh yes a, a lot of other shit this yeah pat jr pat jr's here welcome pat jr hey. i don't have clapping sound effects but like bro thank good, you man. so much for being here man i appreciate you more than you know man i appreciate you inviting me you know i, I look up to you like i i always i'm a like before i'm a rapper I, you know, I tell people before I'm a rapper, I'm a writer, you know what I'm saying? Um, I, I esteem myself and deem myself that just because I think more than, to me, more than rapping, writing is important. Like understanding how to write, how to say things, like how to craft lines, like all of those things. Like a lot of people don't notice, um, I'm finding really cool ways to and spaces to talk about it, but I have my master's in creative writing. Like, yeah. So I wanted to go to school <clears throat> to teach like English. And then it became like, oh man, I'll teach creative writing because that's what I went to school for. Like I know how to write movie scripts and and like comic book storyboards and all that stuff. And you know, the whole nine. And so um like I, 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 to me, writing is before rapping. Writing is important. Is 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 like should be first, and that's how I see myself. And so, 
I take my writing and all that I do very seriously. Uh, of course I have fun, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, like the writer side of me is, is what I lean into when, when doing anything really, even, you know, down to production. So yeah, man, I appreciate that. And I, and I say that to say, like, I appreciate you and I respect what you do. You know what I'm saying? Um, you, and, you know, I, I know a few others, but like, and please, I don't want anybody to be in my DMs or my mentions, but you and yo are like my two favorite writers in the music space. You too. Thank like, you, man. Yeah. You, both of you guys are like my two favorites. And so I, you know, the, you know, the guys who are actually like doing reviews and do, you know what I'm saying? Like, cause that takes a lot of, a lot of guts and a lot of courage to say, this is good, or this is not good, or here's my opinion on whatever. Like that takes a lot of courage and you do it extremely well. So yeah, man. Yo, thank you so much. Like as someone who doesn't have a master's in creative writing, that means the world to hear. Man, stop. And, <laughs> <laughs> and also, and also of course, shout out to my brother, yo, Rap Portraits is amazing, you know. We absolutely, um, you know, but yeah, yeah, yeah. We had, we, yeah, um, I had him on the podcast, uh, man, last year. So like, yeah, okay, just, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo's fucking Fire. amazing, yeah. but like, yeah, man, no, 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 like, no, like, no, like, the respect is mutual. Like when I first heard, um, um, when I first heard your music, I could really tell that you took writing very seriously and just like kind of putting. Like, like we're gonna get into the projects later, but like I could just tell Absolutely. that you, yeah. like, like even not knowing that you had a master's in creative writing, like that's like, like I could just hear it in the way you put words together that you take words very seriously, and that's Absolutely, you know man. we fuck with that over here. So thank you. Absolutely, man. Bro, so let me ask you. Let me ask you the first question I ask everybody who comes on here. What okay. was the last movie or TV show that you watched that you had a strong opinion about? I think, I think, I think you're gonna tell me a couple because we've been talking about some shit for the last yes, couple weeks. But we have, man, <laughs> and I like I really love that, like I, I, that we connected on that level because I've been peeping a podcast and just I really respect your opinions on stuff. Um, you know, we we've talked about uh, Top Boy, which is. Mm-hmm. Probably <laughs> my <laughs> in my top three of of like Netflix series that I've seen of all time, um, and then of course like just some of the movies. Uh, I went to go see. I, I feel like Top Boy like strong opinion opinions yes, but it could be a little biased. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, I haven't like. I don't want to spoil anything for anybody. Um, there's one specific movie I saw recently that I really want. I have a rebuttal against people that have said, oh, this is mid. Like, I have a very strong rebuttal um, because I feel like some people, when it comes to movies, and they're so quick to, like, give a critique on something without really, like, taking time to analyze it. Like, just yeah. shut up. Um, but... <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> everything, everywhere, all at once. Okay, incredible, man. Just who said it was mid? That's the no, first no, no, I'm not hearing. that one, not that one. Oh, not okay, that okay, one. okay, okay. I'm okay. just going through the things that I saw. Re- incredible, right? Yeah, and beautiful masterpiece. Like I hardly ever give ten out of t- ten out of ten, my boy. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying. I just started watching the recent, and I I know 
it's been having some mixed reviews. I started uh, watching the latest season of uh, Stranger Things. Um, I just caught up <clears throat> and watched the first two seasons of the Wu Tang so- Wu Tang Saga on on Hulu, which yeah, I think is really good. You know what I'm saying? Some of it is corny. A little so, bit. It's a little bit. It's it's corny. Um, I can't remember the main actor's name who plays uh, RZA, but the wigs, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's always it's always the wigs, bro. Oh my like God, it, it's man. always the fucking wigs, man. That's uh, so sad too. <laughs> but I mean, it it gave me context to. I've all like I was talking to my homie, um, my homie Malcolm yesterday, and like I've always respected Wu Tang. Like I didn't come up in that era. I didn't, you know what I'm saying? Like I was, I was a kid, like I was young. <clears throat> but it, I've always respected them like from a distance. I think Method Man is the one who I gravitated as just an individual artist, like you yeah. know, followed him a little bit, but it gave me context to their music, and now I'm really able to. Like I'm going through and listening to their solo projects now, like, you know, because I think the only solo project I really listened to because I was in the Method Man was Takao. Um, and that's via my mom, like putting mm. me on, you know what I'm saying? But like, like I have it. I'm going to be listening to Liquid Swords for the first time. I'm gonna be listening to Iron Man for the first time. Woo. So, so like. You know, and then, of course, like 36 Chambers, I've listened to it in the past, but like now I have even much like more appreciation. So the movie that I want to just say real quick, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of, uh, of Madness. So, OK, so I, I saw a lot of people say like. I saw a lot of people say it was mid, right? Um, some people said you know oh man it was really good and then like I, like because i asked i was like oh i tweeted it and like just to see like what people were feeling i was like oh man don't tell me dr strange is the new dr strange is mid and like i had a whole bunch of people like hit me back and like yeah man unfortunately it is and so here's my thing about that movie right <clears throat> yeah like I, I i think that some people don't understand when you're creating a universe like Marvel has created, right? And then in the middle of creating that universe, you attain some of the rights that you lost that you had to sell a while back, right? Like they do, they did the, uh, they've been doing a really good job with the Disney Plus series and like all of that, right? Like, so I'm taking all of this into, into consideration. So this movie, the way I see this movie, <clears throat> if we're going to give it a proper review and context, like, right. It's a connector movie. Right. And the reason this is why I say that because now they had, they had to use a movie, not a Disney plus series. They had to use a movie to bring in the X-Men who they just got back from Fox Uh and bring in the fantastic four who they just got back from Fox as well. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so <clears throat> you create this whole multiverse thing, right? And you do it via Doctor Strange, which makes tons of sense, right? Like just who Doctor Strange is and what yeah. he's capable of doing. Um, I think as a connector film, 
um, and what they were trying to bring, in, like what they were trying to introduce into the Marvel universe, I think it was great. Like it was entertaining. It wasn't like their best Marvel film ever. It wasn't. Right. But it wasn't mid. I thought it was very entertaining. It was very pleasing, <clears throat> which is very hard to do for people that watch or that read the comic books. It was very pleasing to somebody like me who reads the comic books, who knows who the Illuminati is in the Marvel yeah, Universe. Yeah, same here, yeah. Like a lot of people don't know who the Illuminati is. And so to see that was like, oh shit, this is fire, right? And to see a character like Black Bolt, like I didn't, I didn't think we'd ever see the Inhumans on the big screen. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So to, for like a lot of people were saying, oh, it's mid, it's mid, like, I think that for the first film also that catapults off of the Disney series too, like the Disney like uh, miniseries. So this movie catapulted off of uh, WandaVision. Yep. And what if, and we can, and we can actually count Loki if, if we really want to get down to the nitty gritty. Like you, you, you totally could because it's all multiverse stuff. And that's kind of where exactly. it started. Yeah. So and so I feel like for the first movie that catapults that ties into the Disney Plus series, which I don't think we've ever seen anything like that in movies before. Right. Right. Like where you have the main storyline in the big screen and then you have a tv show series or multiple tv show series that also tie into the big screen film like that to me is like difficult to do you know what i'm saying as a writer right. or as writers so it in my opinion i'm not giving it any excuses but i am looking at the context and how they're bringing everything together um with the with the Disney Plus series, and y'all just got the rights back to the X Men, yeah, and the Fantastic. Oh, I'm fucking hyped! Y'all y'all did it. Too. That was a great right. job to me. Like, right? Like, just, let me. Man. No, I feel it because like I liked it too. I wasn't I wasn't like in love with it, but I but like yeah. I had a, but like I had a great time watching yeah. it. Yeah, and, like, and like bro, seeing 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 Charles Xavier in the fucking comic and yes. show accurate chair in the yellow shit yes. oh, like that 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 like like yes. it really it really just tapped right into that spot in my brain that was like just give me all of this but but another thing that i loved about the illuminati being in this movie was like that it was it was almost like marvel was deliberately fucking with the fan base who were like trying to like ship people and do like and, and just kind of do their own like fantasy draft right because like you have you have reed richards in there you have oh, i can finally talk about this because it's been out for a month so yeah. like so like you have reed richards in there you have black bolt in there because they tried it with being humans before and that show went nowhere because everyone hated it but right. like um even though i love i love lockjaw but like i hope lockjaw finds his way back into the yeah, MCU. Yeah, absolutely cool. the, the dog he's the best but um so like you got dr Str um you got dr strange you got reed richards charles xavier black bolt you got um um um, um you got uh captain carter you got peggy carter yeah, as captain yeah. Ca Ca peggy carter as captain britain and yeah. you got um uh, monica rambo 
Ms. Marvel. So it's so yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. so it's like all the fan characters everyone wanted, and then yep. they killed them all in 15 minutes. Like they were right. like, "Fuck you!" Like right, I actually, exactly. I, I actually kind of that was like really funny to me in like a twisted sort of like, "Oh, you wanted this? Fuck you!" kind of way. Like yeah, Marvel yeah, doesn't yeah. do that very often, and like that was that was pretty funny to me. And just like I thought it was, bro, yeah. And, and then to even know like. Oh, this is just this universe. They're still they've been introduced, so they're they they exist in other universes. Yeah, See and just I'm like saying? and just like bro, she turned she turned Mister Fantastic into string cheese. Bro. Like, oh my god, she turned him into a fuck. She she did the Crazy. little play doh shit. <laughs> I was dying laughing. That shit was like and, and another thing I loved about the new Doctor Strange is like it was a Sam Raimi movie and Sam mm-hmm, Raimi's all mm-hmm. about like the funhouse schlocky horror and yeah, I think yeah. the funhouse schlocky horror really suits the Doctor Strange Absolutely. um aesthetic really well. Just like like I thought the effects were cool. I yeah. loved I um I loved the corpse Doctor Strange bit at the end where he like yeah. uses the soul like, like that's like it was just and, and then on top of that, we have America Chavez in the, in the shit uh, now, exactly. who I love, you know, yep. and like she and, and like she can do multiverse stuff like and just and, and, and um and of course, Wanda was great. Like, I think mm-hmm. I think the characterization they gave her as a fucking like wild and white see, lady see, who she, wants to drain power from fucking person of color. That shit yeah, was pretty fire. Yeah. <laughs> or like and, fire is the wrong word, but like they really like they leaned into like, yeah, she's yeah, I know she's, what you she's mean. wild. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean. Again, here's another thing. Like she wasn't, she was Wanda, but she, this is the first film where she was, uh, like Scarlet Witch. Because remember, yep. they could not call her that because Fox owned those rights. You see what I'm yeah. saying? Uh huh. Yeah. So like, so so that's why I was like, I was very appreciative of this film. Like I enjoyed it, you know what I'm saying. I gave it like a solid seven, you know what I'm saying. Um, you know, even like in in even like the the uh, corpse, like that's that was zombie Doctor Strange. So like th- that's another what if thing, like you know yeah, that, that they kind of tied into. Yeah. So yeah. it's just like man, I I I thought it wasn't mid. It was I think it was a solid movie. Yeah, I agree. And and it was it was definitely a connector film where it's like. Now, this is a film where a lot of things can sprout from, which, like, I appreciate. You know what I'm saying? It's one of those things where it's like, now we can do a whole bunch of other different shit. This opens the door for a bunch of different shit, which I think they recently announced. um, I think they recently announced that the Fantastic Four movie is actually going to come out because the last part i didn't even watch the last one i don't even want to know about the last i watched the one the silver surfer one was decent oh, i just like the silver surfer but the other one yeah, that they did too. with, with michael was it michael b jordan i was i yeah. didn't even watch it i heard it was horrible garbage it, it was 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 dumpster juice bro awful <laughs> awful awful like 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 maybe one of the worst movies i've ever seen in my they, oh they, my god and like and like not even because I don't want to spend too much time on it, but not even because they didn't fuck up, not even because they fucked up the story of the Fantastic Four. It's just a bad, drab, depressing, like boring movie to watch. It's just Jeez. like not. And like the coolest scene in that, like 
because like they get their powers but they kind of treat it like a body horror sort of thing where they like can't yeah, yeah, control yeah. themselves so it's like mr fantastic what? is like mr fantastic is like stretching all over the place and like he's kind of like almost he almost like tears himself apart and like the thing is inside of like 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 the scenes where they're trying to like keep themselves together after getting the powers and like expressing the horror of like oh shit like my body's different like that was cool but the rest okay. of the movie the rest of the movie was fucking garbage i was wow. so upset i was so upset um uh but yeah the the, um, the new fantastic four movie is gonna cl- um i think it's closing out phase four um okay so so i'm excited you know like i nice. think uh um you know i've seen i've seen uh i've seen all the marvel movies i haven't seen all the shows because i missed moon knight uh, I gotta catch up on Moon Knight. I gotta. Um, I think Ms. Marvel just. I think it just started yesterday. Just started, yeah. So I'm. So I'm hyped to watch Ms. Marvel because I love. I love. I yeah. love Kamala Khan and all. I don't that like shit, how. So. I don't like how they changed their powers a little bit, but I guess I'll watch. Yeah, this me too. But I just. I, I just like Kamala enough. Yeah, that I just, yeah. Absolutely. I, I want to see how it turns out. But I agree. Yeah. That. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. They. They fucked their powers a little too much. Um. So, bro, for you, let's run it. Let's run it all the way back now. So, like, what's okay. the first movie experience you can remember having? Like, it could be at the theater. It could be at your cousin's house. It, it doesn't matter where. Just the first time. The first movie experience that I remember having. Two, it's actually two, but I'm going to lean into the, the one that I, that's one of my both are one of my, you know, one of my favorites. But yeah, however you want to do it. Um, I'm going to lean into the one that uh, that peaked my imagination uh, the most. So two, one of them is Rush Hour, the first Rush Hour. Hey, like, classic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was the first one. Enjoyed that movie. I remember being in the I think I think I can remember being in the uh, like in a the theater. It's like because I was like my granddad. He watched a, a lot of like kung fu flicks but he was also a big jackie chan fan and you know rumble in the bronx is something i remember seeing on tv when i was a kid you know what yeah. i'm saying and that's like yo that's like peak jackie chan right there. <laughs> like like yeah. prom jackie chan and so um but i remember seeing uh rush hour in movie theaters and i thought it was great but the there's another one i remember seeing in the movie theaters that is definitely one of my favorite movies of all time. But I also feel like it was way ahead of its time. And it also gave a great depiction of what the future would look like, in my opinion, at like, like I've never seen a movie do until like, like modern times now. And that's the fifth element. Ooh. Like that movie to me was a combination of like science fiction, comedy, action, and like you got you got a little bit of like superhero, like you know what I'm saying, in there too. Yeah. Um, and funny enough, like I saw, you know, uh Rush Hour in theaters, like Chris Tucker's in that movie too. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I like I don't I, I just Everything from the like the music choice to the storyline, I just thoroughly enjoyed it. Like, you know, just the whole the whole thing of this 
you know, oh man, like, you know, these aliens or this being or whatever the case is, is gonna like destroy the earth and we gotta find these different stones. And this one person, like, you know, this individual, this ancient artifact being like an actual hero and like bringing that ancient artifact into the lab and it reviving itself and becoming like an actual like human being. Like, I don't know, it just, yeah, it just really piqued my interest. And then just the way they depicted the future, like as this, uh, it had the aesthetic, cause I think it was in New York where Bruce lived, Bruce Willis was living, I believe so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yeah, and it just like having the griminess of New York, but at the same time, it's still like the, you know, the future, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and I, like, and even down to like, just the, just the, the wardrobe too. I don't like, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't, it didn't come off corny to me, right? Like it yeah. didn't come off, cheesy like when i saw it i'm like no this could really be the future you know what i'm saying and then also seeing other movies like the redone blade runner having very similar qualities about how they depicted like the future like the newest blade runner or whatever like yeah 2049 i think it was called yeah Yeah. like those being like when i saw that movie i actually saw it recently because i i just slept on it or whatever but like, I'm like, nah, this is giving me like they definitely took some some notes from the fifth element. I can see it. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Um, yeah, man, it's just I don't know. I just really love that movie, man. And yeah, it's crazy because like because like everybody was taking notes from the first Blade Runner and like every and, and like it's crazy because um like when I first saw Blade Runner, it kind of like I was like a whole head bust moment for me, bro. Like yeah. it's just like that really like that really that really like kind of challenged my perspective of what a sci-fi movie could be. And then to hear that like when it came out, nobody went to see it. It bombed at the box office. Like, and then like, and then when they started putting out all the different director's cuts and once Ridley Scott, because Ridley Scott hadn't really blown. Or or no, maybe, maybe no, maybe he did at that point. I forget, but like. It was it was like it just didn't move for whatever reason. And then, you know, yeah, years yeah. later, people kind of went back and appraised it and were like, oh, yeah, no, nah, this shit is tight. And like and and then, and then to see and then to hear that the new Blade Runner is taking L, um, I'm taking notes from the fifth element when I can guarantee you the fifth element was taking notes from the first Blade Runner. Absolutely. Like I love I, lo- I love those types of like connective nodes and like. The things from Blade Runner, or not Blade Runner, uh, the Fifth Element, excuse me, that I always remember are the opera singing blue alien lady. Yes. That that like, yes. like, like, like that whole scene is one of the, still one of the weirdest and coolest things I've ever seen in my life. I just like, the song is so like out there and just like, ugh, but, but, but like it's that. And um, cause the, vi- cause like the big bad villain of the movie was like this big ass planet, right? Yeah. It, it, it was like a planet with a face. I don't remember alien. what it was it's, called. It was it was like a it wasn't a planet with a face. It was like an alien, some kind of alien planet. Or I I can't remember. I have to watch it again. But yeah, it was uh this evil entity essentially. Right, and like and like thinking about it, it um when I first saw it, I thought about um you're a Marvel head, so I assume you know Ego the Living Planet, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, it made me think about Ego the Living Planet and just, like, how, like, how ridiculous the idea of, like, oh, like, the thing is just, like, 
a planet with a beard and a face. <laughs> like it's <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. But but like of course the thing in the fifth element's different from that. But just like but but like you know like 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 you were saying, I think the fifth element is such a like it's such an interesting combination of all those genres, which is something that the director Luke Besson has always been really interested in. He's yeah. the guy who made the professional and yeah. um uh that uh that scarlett johansson movie where she uh takes the drugs that make her brain do yeah, 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 brain yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. what was like lucy right he yeah. made lucy and yeah like yeah like luke Besson is uh luke Besson is really interested in like those just like that type of like i wouldn't call it all singing all dancing but just like it's a lot of different movies in one and sometimes yeah. it works and sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes fifth, it doesn't. The The fifth element is one that I think works pretty yeah. much all the way through. I, I think, I think that's a timeless, I think that movie's timeless. I love watching I, that movie. I, to yeah, this day. man. Like I, I feel the same exact way. Like I feel like it's timeless. I, I, I didn't look up in all of my years of knowing about it and watching it. I've never looked up what the ratings were. Cause I don't give a fuck. I love it. <laughs> like, <it's, laughs> It's, it's just great you know what i'm saying um yeah bro and that was one of my favorite parts too like the the opera scene the the blue first of all like the crew the whole idea of having a cruise in outer space like that shit you know is loose saying? like yo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know what i'm saying yeah. so yeah man dude and, and and it's and it's sad because like real quick thing before we move on yeah like, yeah, yeah um disney um what's it called disney world's trying to do the whole star wars cruise thing or or or, or like it's not like really? a real cru- so like long story short they have this like hotel thing that's supposed to be like an experience uh it's on the it's it's uh, it's at the star wars land in florida okay and like you pay you pay like a ridiculous amount of money to like stay on what's supposed to be like an interstellar cruise for like three mm. days and, and and you like do like quests and meet characters and like play a, and like play games basically like you're basically like role playing it's okay. basically paying $5000 to go do like a star wars larp basically like in a okay. building but they, but they like fashion it like a cruise and mm. that just that just felt like poor man's fifth element to me the whole the whole I didn't even know about that that's crazy it, it it's like like it was a big deal because it came out and it's like a three day experience that you got to pay. Like, I think like for two people, it's like $4,000 or some bullshit like that. Good like gracious, it's, man. it's not worth it, but like, um, yeah. Like, yeah. Like you saying that about the fact that they were on the cruise. It's like, like if the star Wars thing was like that, I would that'll, do that in a heartbeat. Man, I, yeah, that'd, that'd be fucking crazy, bro. That'd be, that'd be turned up. That'd be crazy. Bro, I, I'm saying <laughs> that'd be crazy. But yeah, man, I love that movie. I, I gotta yeah. watch it again this weekend. Now that we talking about it, damn, yeah, me too. I might, yeah, yeah, I might gotta, I might gotta tap, in. I, I might gotta tap in like tonight or tomorrow or something. Yeah, I might man. do that honestly. Um, so you know, moving on, like as you got a little older and started experiencing more, like was there a particular movie that like kind of was there a movie that kind of made you fall in love with movies, like something a little deeper than just like enjoying it on a pure entertainment level? Like it doesn't even have to be like, like in the artistic sense, just like something that stopped you in your tracks and was like, and just connected with you more than just like, Oh, I had fun watching this. Um, Gladiator. Ooh, like, good choice. Yeah, man. I, um, I never up until that point, when it came out like I never really 
I never really was into like, cause Gladiator is not an action. It's like a it's like a drama action film. Um, I really never was into dramas like that. Um, at until until Gladiator happened, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and it it just it it connected with me on a level of seeing this like beloved um hero and character go through some shit like you know what i'm saying all the way up until death and then being remembered like then being remembered as like beyond a hero or a king you know what i'm saying like it took him uh man it's just it's now that I'm thinking about it, I wasn't expecting this. I wasn't expecting this question. I would have to dig a little bit more, but I just remember that, like that movie, making me appreciate drama films even more. Like actually listening to the dialogue and taking in the dialogue um, of drama films and giving them a chance, because <laughs> I just, <laughs> I never really gave movies like that a chance uh, until Gladiator and it became one of my favorite films. You know, that's crazy. Wow. Because, like, now that you mentioned that, I hadn't thought about this in a while, but I remember when I first saw the posters and, like, either, either the poster or, like, the DVD case yeah. for Gladiator. And it's just, like, Russell Crowe standing in the middle of the Coliseum. And, you know, like, I see the title Gladiator and I'm thinking, like, oh, this is going to be, like, a it's going to be, like, a crazy cool action movie about a dude in fucking sandals and, yeah. like, a metal skirt who kills people. And I'm like, yeah. okay, that sounds fun. But then, you know, I watched it, too. And I was like, oh, there's a lot more like lot politics. Yeah. And yeah, it is like depth and politics and um um royal incest yeah. <laughs> that goes on and that shit. Yeah. And, and, and like I'm just like watching all the shit like go out the way it does. And I'm just like, whoa, like this is, you know, like like I don't know if it was my first experience that I had like that, but I remember just being surprised by the because I was so young, being surprised by the kind of movie it turned out to be. Yeah. And, and it's, yeah. you always like that. Here's the thing that and it's now coming to my head, like one of the things that stuck out to me. It was the first film that I watched as a kid. That. I was always used to the hero surviving at the end of a movie and like, oh, the hero survived and he, you know, what I'm saying like he uh you know, he saved a day and he be, he got restored back to whatever, like right. him winning was him dying to be with his family again. Yeah. But the journey to him, like like the journey, it's, it was like on some like when you read epic like poems, like shit, like, you know what the ending is going to be. But it's all about like the journey to get to that ending. Yeah. Where it's like when I watched the movie. When he died, I was like, oh, no, he had to die. Like, this makes sense. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it's not as sad seeing him go out this way because of how he went out. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, definitely. Because I think it was at, at one point like him and the other guy. I keep forgetting this, this the actor, the black actor who was like his like his homie. Um, Damn. I, I, now I got to look it up. Uh yeah, Uh, I can't even. Uh, Dijmon. Yeah, Jaimin Hansu. Yeah. Hansu. Okay, Jaimin Hansu. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't need. I can't. I'm glad you saved that because uh, save me on that one because I didn't even I know just, how to say his name. I just learned like a year. <laughs> no, I was gonna say like a year and a half ago. I just learned like really recently that that's how you pronounce his name. So yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's he. Yeah. So like I remember because because Russell's character because uh was Maximus right? Uh, he wanted he wanted to he just wanted to die like. He just like man, I'm I just I just want to be in my family like that's it like you know what I'm saying, um, but he had he yet had to like he still had some work to be a man of the people even where he was you know what I'm saying even in the the worst of conditions um, and it was like it was one of the movies that like I said like I was so used to seeing the hero win like triumph you know at the end and get restored and all that stuff like that but it was like nah like at, at the end of the movie it was like nah homeboy he had to it makes sense you know what i'm saying it made yeah. sense like to see him go out that way and it wasn't sad you know um because the life that he lived while in captivity and as a gladiator made a lot more impact like you know on on people obviously in watching the film um so yeah man that's that's why that movie stuck out to me and kind of like gave me more of a appreciation for like even before i went to school way before i went to school for it gave me an appreciation for like script writing and and drama mm -hmm. films and stuff so yeah no that's a good choice because like that yeah i mean like those like those like late nineties, early two thousands, Ridley Scott joints were like really crazy for that type of stuff. Like between that. And um, I think my favorite is probably, you ever see kingdom of heaven with uh, Orlando Bloom? I have not. That movie's wild. And like, I didn't really appreciate it until, um, I mean, like I liked it the first time I saw it, but then I saw the director's cut and like the director's cut is like a, it, it's not a completely different movie, but it like fleshes things out. To, it, it's kind of long, but it fleshes things out to the point where like you could see what the full vision was supposed to be. And it just turned out to yeah. be like, you know, like, you know, like I think Gladiator and Kingdom of Heaven were really. Uh, yeah, they just really did a great job of like not only kind of like exploring the depth of that stuff like that, because, you know, you think like, oh, like gladiators and knights, like we all. Like everybody kind of has like a base understanding of what a gladiator is, right. what a knight is, but like they really get into like what it means to like, you know, like the fact that like most gladiators are in captivity and mm -hmm. like just like the whole, the whole like system of like medieval culture and or or, or, or like not even medieval culture, but like because I think uh, Kingdom of Heaven took place in the Dark Ages, but like either okay. way, just like just like kind of just like it's not like a hundred percent historically accurate, but it's historically right. accurate enough that you're going to, that you'd be able to like get extra credit points on a test. If you watch that yeah. movie all the time, you know, like Absolutely. type shit, but like, even, but, but like even outside of that, like the movies are just like really entertaining and like, and like Ridley Scott just knows how to direct action. Well, and yeah. like knows how to, knows how to like block a dramatic scene. And now that we're talking about Ridley Scott and gladiator, I got to ask if you seen, uh, you, have you seen uh, the last duel yet? I have not, man. So it's on HBO Max. It's kind of the it's last kinda, duel. Yeah, the last duel. It's kind of like a mashup of Gladiator and Kingdom of Heaven. Now that I okay. think about it, but it's like, but it's a, uh, it's, but it's about these two. It's about these, uh, 
<clears throat> it's about um it's about this really famous uh it, it's called the last duel because it was literally like the last duel that was done under french law back when like disputes could be like settled by fights to the death wow. and, and it's about uh um it's about these two knights um and the wives of uh, and the wife of one of the knights it's told from all three of their perspectives just about like because um you know like real quick trigger warning she gets raped uh, about halfway through the movie and mm. really like like and like it's all based on a true story so she gets assaulted by one she gets assaulted by one of the guys and mm. she tells her husband about it and the husband is like oh well you know challenge you to a duel all that shit so yeah. like the movie so the movie is told from three different perspectives about what happened in those events and just like shows shows the different character motivations and like how perspective can change the way someone looks Wow. Um, when it comes to stuff like that and on top yeah. of that it, it ends with a 20 minute fucking fist fight between uh between uh the dude from stuck on you and fucking kylo ren from star wars oh wow so you know like <laughs> it's uh it's 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 a it's it's the best movie he's made in a minute and just like it's long but it's definitely worth it, when did it's, it come it's out last year okay i gotta watch that yeah, no, it's cool. It's on HBO Max. Definitely worth your time. That sounds really um, good. Especially if you fuck with Gladiator. Yeah, it's it's, absolutely. it's it's in that vein for sure. Okay, but so so let's jump over to music for you. Like, when did you when did you first fall in love with music, and who were some of your favorite artists that you were listening to coming up? Oh man, um, my mom man really put me on to hip hop. Like, really, all things music, man. My mom. I owe that to her. Like she really, I was raised by a single black woman who, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, put me, you know, on to, to hip hop, you know what I'm saying? And uh, at that time I was listening to like all kinds of music. And I think that's why I'm so eclectic like now. Um, but I would definitely say like, as far as the two genres and even as I'm thinking about this in retrospect and, and even with the music that I sent you, like I was thinking about yeah. it that day, like the two genres that, that really impacted me the most, uh, of course, like hip hop music um, and then classical music. Um, right. And so, cause you know, classical, you, you know, you, that's where you get your strings and your horns and all that stuff like that. And so like, I have this true affinity for um, like movie scores. Like I'm the guy that listens to movie scores, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, and <clears throat> of course, like coming up, like I gospel, uh, R&B, like jazz music i would say that's another one it's an, that's another one too for sure i would say three so jazz classical and hip-hop but yeah man like as far as music that i was listening to as far as artists coming up like when i was younger like tribe called quest definitely like my mom put me on the tribe <laughs> um she you know she put me on the um she put me on the biggie you know uh pog most deaf you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, man. Like I remember the whole 
uh Diddy Bad Boy era, like with the black and white and yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I was I was one of them. I was one of them that had the black and white outfit, everything, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> when I was coming up in school. Uh on your breeze stretch shake shit. Get out of yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> For Billy, oh, no. get smack silly. Get smack silly. <laughs> like the whole G Dap shit. Yeah, man. Bro, come on. Oh man. <laughs> uh, Cause I was born ready on fish and spaghetti, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, those are like coming up, growing up, like you know, uh, of course, like like R and B was like New Edition and uh, SWV, and um, then you got like on the gospel side, like. You know, early Kurt Franklin and Fred Hammond. Oh man, big! I'm a big Fred Hammond fan, man. Love Fred Hammond. Um, and so, so yeah, man. Like I, like I grew up like <clears throat> listening to a plethora of music for sure. Um, and then I remember when I started like actually making beats. I remember, um. I found a very strong connection with um, Tron Legacy, like the movie that you know, oh. we did Tron. Oh, man. That's one of my joints, too, man. Son. <laughs> That's one of oh. my joints, too. The soundtrack is fucking crazy. <laughs> Yo, it, 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 it really might be one of my favorite albums I've ever heard of my life. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was... I'm, I'm so happy you went there because I was going to ask you what your favorite film score is. I don't know if that's your favorite, but like, no, I wouldn't say it's my all. Like I got a few, but those that's one of my favorites, though. Like so. So, so yeah. Talk to me about why, like why Tron? Like, like, I mean, like it, I mean, like the shit knocks, but like talk to me about why Tron Legacy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, man, like it's just again, it's it's one of those. It's one of those films where I'm glad I didn't even know who Daft Punk was at the time. I didn't even know who they were like, Mm. you know what I'm saying? But I just was like, yo, this shit, it's just. It just sounded big, like, you know what I'm saying? Like it was one of the things where you took electronic music and you took like uh, the film, like the 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 feel of cinematic like movies and then you just combine like you know what i'm saying combine it into one or the feel of an orchestra and it just it just felt it just felt big like it felt grand like it had its very uh what i loved about a lot of the textures and stuff is like how certain tracks would start off like very minimal and then turn into this like huge thing you know at like at the end you know what i'm saying um and there's definitely like some like this, some definitely like some hip hop influence in there and a few of them joints I'm listening mm-hmm. to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So <clears throat> it's actually the first movie score uh, like soundtrack that I purchased. Uh, and the first movie score um, soundtrack that I sampled, like it, it like it just. I don't know, like the movie in itself was super dope, but then just the the soundtrack to me was just, it was amazing, so. Bro, that's, like, thinking about it now, that, because, like, I I always liked film scores, too, Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that also might have been, if it wasn't the first, it was one of the first that I, like, went and listened to, like, outside of, 
watching the movie and, and like i'm not talking about soundtracks because like because like because like a soundtrack is completely different like that's usually just like made of songs that are like right right movies. a score like, we're talking about a movie score yeah yeah like it was like the first score that i really sat and like listened to yeah and was like because because i was a huge <laughs> I, I was already a huge daft punk fan okay like i was i was i was big on discovery and one more time and harder better faster stronger like that was my shit yeah. but like but like i heard I heard that I, um, I'm, I'm I, like like they, they were a big part of the reason I wanted to see the movie actually, mm. and just like because they, they made a they, cameo in the movie too, right? Yeah, they're in the movie. Yeah, 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 in, yeah, in the club scene. In the club um, scene. Yep. Me. Yeah. And me, that yeah, track. Me, that track is crazy. Oh, that shit is. <laughs> yeah, that shit is wild. That and the yeah, that and the that and the shit they're playing during the uh, um the first fight scene. Um, yeah. Um, on the disc fights. Crazy. Wow. So wild. Um, crazy. me and one. Me, me and one of my best friends from college, Connor, shout out to Connor if he's listening, like he and I would just he and I would just drive around in his car and listen to fucking like Daft Punk and like like like, like that soundtrack and the um their last album they put out before they break before they broke up. Like that was our yeah, yeah, like yeah. Daft Punk was our whole shit back then. That's man, fire, man. Crazy. But anyway, yeah. So like, man, I uh I feel it. I feel it that's yeah i'm man. so happy you brought that up like i'm <laughs> like like i'm so mad it took 60 episodes for somebody to talk about wow. that legacy but we're here i love it that's hey, so good man. yeah man that's one of my favorite now like i'm um like some of my like favorite like composers definitely hans zimmer mm-hmm. um uh joe asashi um I don't know if you if you're familiar with any of of his work. He did uh, uh he he does a lot of the animation stuff, but um, Princess Mononoke. Oh yeah, yeah, I know um, him. Yeah, I can't I've remember the shit. name of that um that production house or what it's called, but oh, Studio Ghibli. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So Spirited yeah. Away, like all of that stuff. Shout out to Hayao Miyazaki, always. Yeah. Um. I keep fucking his name up. Um, Ryuchi Sakimoto. He did the uh, the Revenant uh, movie score. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, that was really beautiful too. He's really good. Nick Nicholas Bertel. Um, uh, Nicholas Bertelli. I think it's Bertel Bertelli. Um, he did uh, the soundtrack for uh, If Bill If Bill Street Could Talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. That was gorgeous. You know what I'm saying? That was gorgeous. Um, yeah, man. Um, th- like th- there's a few like, like the like those are just off the top of my head. Like that, I I really enjoy just listening. You know, what I'm saying to their work. Um, but uh, like I I just again, man, I just <laughs> I just love movie scores, man. Oh yeah. Do you know um uh you fuck with uh Michael Giacchino at all? How do you spell the last name? Oh I uh, I I can't tell you. <laughs> you know it's, what it's, first what did, what did he do? What did he what's the most recent movie you scored? The most recent? Oh, I don't know the most recent, but or the one, one that always uh the one that comes to mind is he he scored uh Star Trek into Darkness, which I wasn't a huge fan of as a movie, but the score was really nice. Um uh I'm I'm trying to remember, but 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 like but like Michael Giacchino has scored a bunch of okay. movies that okay. i really let me see if i can find so i gotta check so, i gotta check him out his name is g-i-a-c-c-h-i-n-o michael yeah Giacchino. i just pulled i just pulled it up 
I just pulled it up. Yeah, I gotta I gotta check him out. He um yeah, I gotta I gotta I gotta run through a few things he's done because like I know he's ah, done he did uh the Batman. The movie was eh. Yeah, but still the like soundtrack, the soundtrack, the score was great. The score was great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think that's uh I'm looking I'm looking at his uh discography right now and he's he's the king of uh the movie's not great but the music's awesome. Like <laughs> he's the he's the Oh, he's the king and then of that um shit. and then Ludwig uh Gorenson. Oh, of course, um, man. Of yeah. course. Yeah. The shit yeah. he did for Black Panther was beautiful. <laughs> that 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 Black Panther's man. 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 <laughs> Crazy. Crazy. Um, I think all of the work that he's been doing for uh the what you call it series, gosh, why is it slipping my head now? Uh the Mandalorian. Uh, the Mandalorian. It's been great. Yeah. It's been really good. Right, man. Oh, really good. And I'm 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 actually happy we're here at this point because this is a great segue into uh um 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 I uh, I think the last question I typically ask like for like mm-hmm. the first bit of this, like we still got a few more, but like usually yeah, yeah, for um sure. Like, uh, was there, yeah, like, I mean, like, I feel like you kind of already answered this, but like, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to hear like a detailed specific about, um, like the moment when you consciously started to link music and film together in your head. Yeah. Like, it's like, it sounds like you're already there at that point, but like, yeah, like talk to me about that. Um, I, I would definitely say it was, uh, I kind of like revisited it. Um, cause at one point. <clears throat> like it started off with uh, uh it started off with Tron Legacy. Right. Um and you know what I'm saying? Then it started, then it went from that to like the Born Identity soundtracks. They were really dope to me. Um I actually sampled one of them in one of my like earlier projects that's nowhere to be found on the internet. <laughs> uh, oh boy. Type shit. <laughs> right. Um but uh but i don't know i kind of i think i've always been there like it never was like like as far as like incorporating it into my music definitely recently because it's something that i've always wanted to do i just didn't know how to do it you know and then when you you know start working with like some of the producers that i work with now who are just fucking incredible and you know, no jazz theory and and are classically trained and all that kind of shit. Like mm-hmm. then that uh, that allows you to do you know that kind of shit. Um, and so, so yeah, like it's something that I've always wanted to do, and now I'm I'm able to really like do that. You know what I'm saying? And the crazy thing is, is that, um, I I've started doing it already. But like on my last project on Go Fangs on Sunday, there's like a four track run when you start hearing some of that in my music um, that I've been like wanting to like do for a while. But like I'm starting to hear it in music a lot more now, which is really cool. Uh, Like you hear it on uh, Kalani's latest project. Um, Blue Water Road is so good. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Um, you hear it on sometimes I might be introvert by you know Little Sims. Yeah. Um, and then you hear it on Kendrick's album. You know what I'm saying, which I think is really cool. And I think Kendrick is like the way he did it to me was probably um one of the most palatable ways that I've heard. Like when it comes to like hip hop in general. Yeah, definitely. 
I I do think to well last year sometimes I might be introvert was my my project of the year that was my album of the year um as far as like hip-hop is concerned like I feel um, it that was just that, that was yeah uh but yeah I mean um, I, what was you gonna say my bad go ahead go ahead Oh yeah, no. Uh, uh, um, 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 I was gonna say I really liked it too. I just wish the interludes weren't there. I like Gray Area a little more, but really? it's solid. Yeah, I okay. love Sims. I love everything Sims does. I've been a I've been a super fan for since uh her first project. But like, uh, what was the yeah. one that I actually started listening to her? It was before Gray Area. Was it like it was? I think it was before. What was like one of them was called like Wonderland. I can't remember that one. Yeah, yeah. It, it was um something. We could just call it Wonderland. It was something wonder. Like it, it was all based on Alice in Wonderland. That that album's really. There's like a uh, there's a bonus cut on there that was produced by Bad Bad Not Good. That's my one of my favorite songs. Okay, she's ever done. I love that song. Yeah, but yeah, no. I just it, like I, I think I've already kind of been there. Um, it's just actually tying the two worlds together as far as like my music and and it's like again it's been something that I've been wanting to do for some time I just never really knew how to do it a and then b never really had the courage to do it because like it's just shit that you just don't hear like that you know what I'm saying um like you hear hints of it here and there but to actually go out on a limb and actually do it like super low key. Like I've been, I I am working on my next album and super low key. Like I've been developing this sound since like 2000 and I want to say like 20, early 2020, like just trying to develop, like, like toy around with stuff. And of course, you know, I'm in the sound design. So I'm just kind of like, you know what I'm saying? Trying to figure out what yeah. exactly, how exactly I want to do it. I mean, it's been fun. And I finally like we've locked down something. And so then hearing all these other albums, especially Kendrick album, Kendrick's album was like a huge encouragement because I felt like with the shit that I was doing, I'm like, yo, am I too far left? Like <laughs> what the like what am like am I, you know what I'm saying? And then I then I hear, you know, Kalani's album, especially Little Sims, Little Sims album, like hearing that and then like hearing Kalani's album and then hearing um Kendrick's album I was just like okay I'm not tripping like you know what I'm saying yeah um, totally like yeah um yeah for all <laughs> for all the for all the problems and issues that I have with the Kendrick album thematically like musically that album was really like like some some of the some of the best beats I've heard all year on that yeah. album. and and, and, and and like not even just beats, but just like the way that like just like the way he incorporated the instrumentation is just really yes. nice. And then there's a moment, um, you yo, you reminded me. There's a moment on uh the new Blast album, um, the song "Pick Your Poison" at the very end where like they okay. come in with the violin, like just like I gotta just, hear that. It's 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 one of my favorite songs I've heard this year. It's it's just so good. I, like Blast doesn't always hit for me, but when Blast hits, it's just like right in the chest so like 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 it's really subtle it's it's like the beat is really cool but then after the second hook someone just comes in for a small little violin solo and it just adds so much dimension to the song and it's just like uh you know like just like those moments so so like yeah you know i definitely um i definitely agree with the notion that like you know you you know like because because like it's really easy 
from where I'm standing, it's really easy for that type of for that type of fusion to be like really corny. You know, like they like oh. bro, sometimes sometimes people be trying too hard to make the shits go together in like a hey, I'm doing it like this and it's just like don't try so hard, you know, like, like, it's just like when it's more organic and it feels like you were saying before the fifth element, like if it makes sense, you know, like then make it happen. You know, like that's yeah. one of the things I love about listening to gold fangs on Sunday, because like, because like when you do it there, it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like you're forcing it or trying to be something you're not like, this is like, this, this is, is a, Pat it's Jr. a part of who, yeah, it's a part of who yeah, I it's, am. It's who, I just, who, yeah. That's great. I, like, like I, I appreciate that, man, because it's like it's a part of who I am, and it's like, I like I, I, I hesitated like on doing it, but it's like nah, like this is me, like I, like I said, right. like the the connection to film has always been there, and it, like the affinity for, um, for movie scores has always been there, and I'm listening to this shit all the time, and like when I'm not listening to music and the radio happens to come on the automatic station that always stays where it is, is the classical station that's around here. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, it's always been in me and I've always loved it. So like, it's just, it was a matter of time before I, I blended two together, man. So that's good shit. I appreciate you know? that, man. Cause I know, I know some people heard, I know some of the, the songs on that project, some people heard it. I don't know what their thoughts were, but no, nah, this shit is, this me. Yeah, <laughs> like, right, right. Even the right. last song, like, this is the day I got inspired from that because it's something that my grandparents, you know what I'm saying, when we would have family prayer, like, that was one of the songs that they sang. But then also, Fred Hammond's version of this is, is fucking crazy. Yeah, man. So it was like, <laughs> I wanted to bring in a choir and and do my shit. That was just something I wanted to do. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, yeah. Yeah, man. It, it's, it's like, 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 the only reason I bring that up is because it's, it, like, it's so easy. It's so easy for, like, that merger of, like, rap and classical to kind of verge into, like, how do you do fellow kids territory where it's just like and 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 and, 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 and like it, it's it's a it's it, it's kind of an issue that i have with a lot of like because like there will be times when you know like someone you, you know like somebody will make some shit that's like real hard real grimy with like drums that like that like a live band would not be able to do those drums justice like i hear somebody right. you know you know like for example like like nas doing illmatic live you know, like, like, mm. like, like there's no way that an orchestra can get at the true feeling of a song like New York State of Mind or a song yeah. like The World Is Yours or a song like Ain't Hard to Tell, like or even a song like Life's a Bitch, you know, like those songs, yeah, yeah. like the way those sample drums move and like the way they make me feel, you cannot replicate that on a, you can't replicate that on a kit in my personal right, opinion, you right. know, like, and, 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 and like drums are really important to me in that regard. So like when it comes to like people kind of like retrofitting beats onto like orchestras and stuff that's a little more classical, you know, like you have, you know, like you have stuff like the Nas at Carnegie Hall, and then you have stuff like um, Miguel Atwood Ferguson kind of um, doing the Dilla shit. 
right, when he right, right. when um, um when he worked with Dilla, which I loved. Like I thought that they did a fantastic job with that, and that's the kind of stuff that I get from you know what you do. Like I enjoy it, and it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel it like it doesn't feel like you're trying too hard to like marry these two things because it's like a thing to do. Like you fuck with the shit, and I can tell that you fuck with the shit, and that yeah, makes man. it land and connect. I don't know. That's just I appreciate. It. No, I appreciate <laughs> that, man. That's I know that's a that's a tough compliment to come by, like <laughs> when it comes to you. So I appreciate that. <laughs> Is it? I feel like I'm pretty nice. <laughs> Hell no. Hell no. I'm like hearing, hearing you appreciate what I've done um, in the past, I'm like, okay, man, this, this dude, he actually fucks with me, um, not just as a person, but he also messes with the music. Hey, um man. So I, I, that's that's a high compliment coming from you because I'll be peeping them reviews, my boy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's so funny, man. I I kind of I kind of I kind of get into it sometimes, but I feel like I, I feel know like you do. <laughs> I try. I, I I really I really try my hard. I try, I try my hardest to be as nice and fair as possible. Absolutely. I don't I don't. <laughs> but, you Absolutely. know, there's. Lately, lately, I've been lately, I've been a little less forgiving of certain things. I'll definitely I'll definitely cop to that. <laughs> yeah, man. No, oh, and I, man. I get it. I get it. I appreciate your honesty, man. So. No, of course. You know, like, that's, that's what I'm you know, like. It's my job to be honest, whether I like something or don't like it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, that's 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 my job. And, you know, I completely forgot that, like, sound design is a thing that you're super into. And it's like a part yeah. of what you do. So like so, you know, like as a sound designer, like that obviously gives you like you obviously view things from a completely different perspective than somebody who just raps or just makes beats, you know, like being yeah. a sound designer kind of, you know, like that's like the next level or a next couple levels really down from that. Yeah. So like, so you like as a sound designer, like how do you think that your experience as a sound designer has kind of helped um, or, or, or if not helped, at least like made the music, made the music making process clearer or like yeah just like how has it changed how you looked at the process of making music yeah no i appreciate this question because i've i've hardly gotten this question at all um really um this is probably like the second time somebody's asked me this uh yo was the first time um so not like i i would say um absolutely like my approach now to uh, production obviously is is different like spacing is important textures are important and I'm keeping all of this in mind when I'm actually building for myself or somebody else like as far as production is concerned like what guitar VST or if an actual real guitar would sound better like with my voice or somebody else's voice or bass right. or like what kind of reverb works here what reverb like you know what i'm saying like doesn't work here like all those type of things come into mind and it's not like this rocket science thing where i'm second guessing but i'm just quickly like knowing automatically what to use in the production that will work well with my voice or again if i'm producing for somebody else um and so that's just helped me like not just as somebody that produces, but then also somebody that like, uh, like in my writing, like knowing, like even recently, like I got a track from somebody 
knew it needed additional production because I'm the type of dude that a lot of the times I like for all the production to be done before I start anything. Yeah. But because I'm maturing in my ear, like I'll get a beat, work on it. And now because I've matured like in production and sound design, I'm like, okay, now I can step back after I record everything and see where the additional production and textures and all that need to go. Um, And so that's, I feel like that's made me even more dangerous now. Um, Mm. Like, and, and knowing how things need to sound exactly how they need to sound. Um, And it just makes it even, you know, even like it it just makes it more fun. Uh, I think the other thing too, is like sound design has encouraged me to play with my voice a lot more. Uh, Like, I just don't have one way of rapping, you know, now. And I think people that hear that in my newer music beyond like the gold fangs on Sunday stuff, because I think I did it on my last project, you know, um, but on my newer stuff, it's just, it's just, it's, it's different. You know what I'm saying? I'm leveling up now because I'm understanding like, one of my favorite things when it comes to production is using vocals of any kind, you know what I'm saying? Whether it be vocal phrases or singing, whatever the case is and using them in different ways in production. Like I was making a beat for a homie. I think he's releasing this year and he's, he's pretty like big in the Twitter rap space, (laughs) but I made, I was making a joint for him and I'll just say who it is. I made a joint for a SAR. Um, hey recently. shout out to Asar. yeah yeah and um i remember i told him like i love to like have the artist do something vocally that we can pitch and make it sound different um and make it a part of the beat you know what i'm saying to where it's like people hear it like yo where did like where'd you is this a sample like where'd you know that's actually this person and so i'll either tell them to say something or he came up with one thing and I had him do like I did sung something for him to do. And so we made it a part of the beat and it made it even more personable for him because it's his voice doing like I turned him singing, like sampling his voice in like and put it into the beat. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it just made it more so of a record like that was made for him. So I love vocals, but like it's even teaching me like to do different things vocally and like play with my voice more when I'm rapping. Um, and so that's something fun that I like, I've been having fun doing that even in my writing now um, and learning how to make space for that as I'm writing, like, you know, these verses, like making making space for the little vocal things or ad libs or whatever. So it's See. just like, I would say the biggest thing now is just like, the biggest lesson is just, I've been learning how to make space for things um like those little nuances is not just about the lyrics anymore it's just the breaths or the ad-libs or whatever like you know what I mean um so yeah man that's that's uh I hope I know I feel like I rambled a little bit I feel like I you 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 def you definitely answered the question you know because like that goes beyond like that goes like one of my favorite questions to ask people like you, like rapper producers is always like, you know, like as you know, like, do you feel like do you feel like you approach making the music differently as a producer? But like just doing sound design in general, 
like that's even like i said before that's even deeper and it's like what like putting music together like that is like putting it's it's like putting pieces of a puzzle together especially 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 if you're doing it in like a especially if you're doing it in a um um i'm in a program like logic or ableton yeah, or, I use logic. You know, yeah 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 you know like it's just like yeah. it's just it's yeah it's just like taking different it's just like taking different instruments and vocals and just like arranging them all together and pitching things it, it's 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 just like it's really just about adjusting everything's place within the puzzle to make right. sure that it all slides together you yeah. know like that's the beautiful thing about making music like that and like you can tell it's easy to tell when someone has their ear to their ear to the ground about that type of shit yeah. and it really comes through in the music and it makes it uh that much more like interesting just off of just off of that so man i appreciate that man yeah i like I, that was one of the things that was pretty dope um um when i got a chance to like talk to yo and when they did the when we did the rap fortress uh mm-hmm. the viewfinder thing and i was asking um because i know holland too he's um he's shout from, out to holland yeah he's from this area and i was asking like i asked Holland, i was like so i'm just curious to know it's like why like what made you guys choose me like you know what i'm saying uh, as one of the viewfinders here and he was just like man because like you really care about the music, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And and how it's put together. And so like when I was like, oh, like, damn, I appreciate that. You know, so every time I hear that now, it's just it's it's an affirmation, man. It's, it's very refreshing to hear because, no, I actually care about this shit. And I hope right, people man. hear that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, like that shit, like, you know, like it's a it's a difference between people who like not to say that not not to say that there are people I mean, like, I'm I'm sure there are people who don't care, but like you can tell when somebody really wants to go that extra mile and like really put that in there. And that's what that's what attracted me to your work in the first place. When I first heard, I thought I knew. Yeah, because because. Oh, damn. You you heard that one, too? Yeah. Come on, man. Like that. I feel like I feel I feel like that was kind of. Like, like, I feel like that was the one that kind of put you on a lot of people's radars. Yeah. And it was like, it like, like, that was like that, that, like, that was a project that gave you a lot of exposure and you just gave so much of yourself on wow. that. I'm recording. I'm recording. Oh, man. Um, sorry. <laughs> but what's oh, it called? Good. Um, uh, what was I saying? You yeah. Say so, you yeah. Gave me, yeah. So, yeah. So, so, yeah. Um, um, I thought I knew and, yeah. and like, you gave so much of yourself in all of those songs. Like, that's just like, wow. You really, re- like, like I was damn like to hear, to hear you be so, to hear you be so open about yourself and everything that you had gone through. And like, and, and, and like, I love the cover with you as the thinking man and the yeah, museum, just like, yeah. so like, so just like considering how personal and intimate that project is like, and considering that so many people, like that was like their first introduction to pat jr like did you expect that record to kind of go the way it did because like wow (laughs) like what a what a what a first project to have people be like oh who's this you know like yeah man i man first of all i appreciate you like i didn't know when you started listening but i knew it was like at least it had to be like last year you know what i'm saying 
Uh, <laughs> but no, nah, man, like, uh, no, nah, I've been around. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I see. Um, no, nah, man, I really appreciate that, man. Um, I'm glad that was shout out to my homie D still, man. He executive produced the project and he produced the majority. I think I did like some co-production and then, um, we got a, I got a beat from my homie Siege, uh, which is like the waves, but like the rest of it is just D still. That was the first project. I actually had somebody do all the heavy lifting on production for me. Cause like I was, (laughs) I was doing like, my own shit, like, before that. I was getting beats, like, here and there, but I was doing all my shit, like, for the most part. But um, shout-out to D Steel, man. That dude is – he's crazy. Um, yeah, like, I, I, for me, like, I – I I really – I – I'm glad that that was, <laughs> um, like, the, the uh, introduction, you know what I'm saying? Um, to people like of me um it definitely was a very vulnerable project you know what i'm saying as i'm currently thinking back on that right now <laughs> uh, <laughs> especially like the the first track i'll admit like i i feel like i really like in a very plain way um pour my heart out you know what i'm saying um on that record and that's actually like my opener. Like when I perform, that's like my opening song. And so people are like, Jesus. Oh, yeah. People are like, oh shit. Like it just really, it, it really snatches you. Like it grabs you by the hand and it's like, come on. Like, and I bring you right into my world. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so yeah, like I'm I'm glad that was an introduction for people because it's it's very much so the core of who I am, like as an individual, like who is vulnerable and I want like my art to be to service of other people. Um, so not, I, I, I love that. You know what I'm saying? I, I love that, that, that was the introduction. So yeah, man. Yeah. You know, it's Damn, just like, I'm still, that's still crazy. I didn't, you never know who's listening, bro. Like, yeah, come on. I'm still over here like, damn, you was listening back then. That's crazy, bro. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, man. Nah, cause like, yeah, cause like, I remember when the project came out, um, uh, Donna interviewed you for DJ Booth. Shout yep. out to Donna. Yep. And you know, like that was, you know, like that was around the time when I was like, oh, let me check this out. And I listened yeah. and I was like, God damn, like you really just like, <laughs> just like, really like just the fact that you just like gave so much of yourself on something that was like 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 it wasn't a debut but it was like a but it was like a big like this is the marker moment for me yeah uh, for, for you and like and then you know like from there from there like not too long after that was when you started dropping like all these other little tracks and then you started doing like all the freestyles and you know like and, and then like other people started to pay attention like I saw you getting some shout outs from team dreamville and all the other, all the other, all the other rap Twitter. The infamous, fucking, the infamous like, uh, uh, Chicago radio freestyle shit. Uh-huh. Yep. 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 Like, you know what's crazy? So you know what's crazy about that? I'm going to tell you a story. This is on some movie shit. Please, let's so, go. And I got a little time now because my meeting that I had was, uh, was canceled, the next meeting I had. So... <clears throat> 
So I remember, like, I've been to Chicago before. Like, I love Chicago. It's like my home away from home, man. Like, I, I love the city, uh, the atmosphere, just like the culture, like all of that. You know what I'm saying? I fit right in when I'm in Chicago. And it's the summer, the first time I've been to Chicago in the summer. Um, yeah. And because like the other times that I've went, it was fucking cold, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I'm excited because it's like, okay, this is the first time I'll be in Chicago during the summer. Weather should be nice and everything. And when I get there, it's overcast. Like, it's gloomy and shit. You know what I'm saying? And I think I got there. I can't remember what day I got there. But I remember... It wasn't the sun was not it was warm, but the sun like hadn't come out in the, in the like the first like couple of days. And I think the third day I was there is when I did the interview. And I remember the morning of there was like a tornado or hurricane warning or some shit like that happened. So it was raining dumb hard. And I was just like, bro, like, what the fuck? Like, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to make it. And I was texting, uh, shout out to Pretty Riot, who invited me. Like, she heard something I did, like, the year before. And she was like, if you ever in Chicago again, I want to have you on the show. Like, it's a no-brainer. But she invited me. So I'm texting her, and I'm like, look, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to come. Because, like, like, you know, shit is like, <clears throat> it's raining hard. And they're saying it's going to be a hurricane and all this shit. And then it's like, it's a 45 minute drive to where we're going. Oh, damn. So I'm like, I don't even know if I'm going to make it or whatever. So I was like, I'll keep you posted. <laughs> so we're like, okay, cool. Whatever, whatever. Uh, so we actually, obviously we made it. But we drive out there, still overcast. I do the freestyle. And then after the freestyle is done, literally, like, we finished filming it. Like, maybe a few minutes after, the sun comes out. Finally. Stop. And it's like, <laughs> no, I, bro, <laughs> the craziest shit, I promise you. And it, like, and I was there, and I didn't realize it until the host of the radio show, the radio show said, yo, he was like, man, he was like, so you you brought that storm over here. He was joking. You know what I'm saying? He was like, you brought that storm over here. That was you, like, blah, 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 the Santa third. And it's just real funny how God works sometimes. Like, Because <laughs> it's like, I told the story to Yo, and Yo was like, he was like, I knew you was going there. He was like, it's crazy. Like, God is, is a comedian, man. And I was just like. In that moment, it was like on some movie shit. Like, damn, did I really bring the storm out here? <laughs> <laughs> on some Thor shit, you know what I'm right, saying? Right, <laughs> bro. Yeah, no, some, sometimes sometimes you can't question it. You just got to accept the fact that just like, you know, just yeah, just, yeah, just like coincidences and crazy shit like hey, that. Like, it, it's, it was some movie yeah. shit. I thought it was funny. Right. I was just, you know what I'm saying? Like on some Thor shit, but I like. I love it. Yeah, man, like that happened and then you know, we did the, uh, me and Sway did the back and forth thing a little while for a little while, like on Twitter. So yeah, man, I, I feel like it, it's been really dope. <clears throat> Just, I think one of the things for me that's really helped me out in being more like present on the internet is just I would say one of the biggest things is me going to therapy and having a new sense of confidence about who I am. 
um, yeah. because I used to be the person that second guessed myself a lot. Um, I used to deal. I remember like last year around the time like I had finished making the album, and I even think during the process of making Gold Things on Sunday, like I was dealing with like heavy imposter syndrome, bro. Like mm. really bad, and so um yeah so like i like me going to therapy really helped me like become like have this new sense of confidence that was kind of like buried like you know what i'm saying for some time just because of all the shit that you heard like that i went through on i thought i knew so when i'm putting out these albums this is like very fresh shit that i'm like dealing with and thinking about like it's very I'm a very quick processor. Like, so like I'm writing these things and talking about them around the times that they're happening. Um, and so everything that you're hearing on, on, I thought I knew is just very like real, like life. And I, and the thing is that I didn't know at the time, the shit that I was going through was like very traumatic. I'm finding this out in therapy. Like I've been in therapy for a year and I'm finding this out. Therapy is just like, no, nigga, you going through some traumatic shit that you think is regular life and it's actually like traumatizing. Like you gotta mm-hmm. unpack this shit some more. And so I'm I'm like, yeah, like I, I'm I'm super thankful that I'm here now. Um, and I also think it's the reason why I've been more encouraged in having more like bravery to approach like the music that I like the way I am now with incorporating all of my influence from movie scores and stuff like that. And um, from classical music is like, no, just be you just don't like, it's not going to come off corny because this is a part of who you are. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, man. Like, yeah, just like, I feel like, I feel like this is a topic that comes up a lot when I talk to people for this show, but just like the really? whole idea, the like, like the whole idea of like being you and yeah. like what that means and like the fact that like we all say that but i don't know that there are very many people who like really take that to like it's one of those things that's been said so much that it's like it it, it could be kind of hard to discern like who really means it and who doesn't and to see people who really mean just like kind of really embracing who they are regardless of what people say like that's not an easy thing to do, man. Like mm-hmm. we're, we're m- most of us are our own toughest critic. There are so few people who are gonna be like, who are who are always gonna love every single thing they do just because they did it, you know. But like you know, like just like sometimes it's kind of like how it is with writing. Like sometimes like things are just done. Like things don't need to be tampered with anymore. Like sometimes the shit is just done, and you can just yeah. put it out and just like if people like it, cool. If not you know, try again next time type shit. But, um, like, I think, uh, can I ask you something when it comes to writing? Like, yeah, please. Um, so, cause I know you're a thinker, right? Like, obviously you've gotten to, (laughs) (laughs) obviously you've gotten to a place where you, you're more seasoned in, in how you write and the way you're writing and your thought process, like, how do you how what's the big difference of or how did you get over overthinking things you know what i'm saying i didn't 
<laughs> really? I didn't. <laughs> so how do you handle how do you handle that now? How do you how do you know when it's done? You know what I'm saying? Um, I just oh, that's such a good question. Damn. Um, I just <laughs> I just I just kind of barrel through it, you know, like I just uh because like the way I write, I don't like my mom instilled i love you mom shout out to mom uh mom's mom's really instilled in me like the importance of like outlines and just like figuring out like how just like just like because like i always knew what i wanted to say but i always struggled with how to say it and i do to this day but i outline everything in my brain and i just like i'm the type of person who just like rewrites sentences over and over and over again until i get them right and i just like and, and like i just keep writing then i'll delete i keep writing then i delete i'll write something and then just like kind of go back and tamper with it and uh and just like just kind of get it to a point where i think is cool and then move on. Like sometimes, sometimes that overthinking helps because I'll go back and like notice something that I missed and be able to like flesh out a point better or like add in like a better reference or like make a, make a transition smoother from paragraph to paragraph or some shit like that. But other times it'll just be like, I know exactly what I want to say, but I don't know how to put that shit on the fucking page the way that it needs to go. And like, that's, and like, that's where I start to get stuck. But I think that like if I overthink something, right? And I've tried six different ways to do it and it's not working yeah. and I already have a way, it's like I'm I'm just like I'm just I'm just I'm just like burning I'm burning time for no yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like yeah. I just have so like I just have to step out of my own head and be like nigga, you're done. Like yeah. just step away from the shit. It's cool. Yeah. Like like, I wish I could remember who told me this, but like somebody, probably somebody I respect a lot told me just like sometimes, like sometimes it's just done. Like, yeah. even if it's not perfect, sometimes it's done and you just need to turn it in and like somebody will edit it for you and it'll probably be fine. But like, but, but yeah, like the answer is I didn't get over the overthinking. I still overthink. It's just about like, are you approaching about, now? Yeah, it's just about me realizing when overthinking is necessary and when it isn't. I'm still not perfect at that either, you know, like because like there are some times where I'll write fifteen hundred words in two hours and there are some times where it'll take me four hours to write a paragraph. It depends on the day. It's it it, it, it can it can really be those two extremes. It's 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 a lot. But, you know, like I think, uh, you know, it's it's um. There's this Mac Miller quote that I think about all the time from um, from swimming where he said where he said, uh, I'd be going through it. You just go around it. And that's kind of how I feel about like my approach to writing. Like I just I just like like if I have a problem or an issue with really anything, but especially writing, I just kind of walk through the fog and figure it out. That's just kind of that's just kind of how I've always operated Um, whether it's like whether it's like disagreements or arguments or just like like with people or just like a difficult thing I need to do. I just, I just take a deep breath and go, you know, like I know not everyone acts like that. And that's obviously not the smartest choice for every single person, but that's just kind of, that's always just kind of been my approach to life. And it definitely applies to my writing. (laughs) You know, it, it comes out the way it needs to come out. And I thankfully work with a bunch of cool people who, um, see things I don't. And yeah. that works. That's dope, you know? man. I, well, 
this makes me feel less crazy. Like hearing you say sometimes it takes you four hours to write a paragraph. Like, I think that's one of the, like, this might sound crazy, but that's one of the things that I've kind of done. Like some songs when I hear the beat or when I'm, I have an idea about a song and I'm laying down the foundation production for it. I already know how I want it to sound. I think, um, that's how, uh, like off of gold things on Sunday. That's how cool with you came about. Like, Oh really? Yeah. Like <clears throat> I had literally just dealt with a situation and it could, it took me a few days to get over it, but I was dealing with somebody who like, I talk about it in the song in the first verse where I'm just saying like this industry person, like essentially like was saying, yo, this is dope, but you need X, Y, and Z to really make it in this industry. Like, Im- like you need to have some kind of like crazy, like, you know, like, see, this person has this story, this gang story behind them and this person. And it was just like, really, nigga, you know what I'm saying? And so what I found out is they really wanted me to be their pawn. Like they wanted to use me for a certain skill set so I could stay focused on that and they could thrive. You know what I'm saying? And so um, and that's when I first figured out, like, what an industry pawn was. Uh, I didn't become one. But anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> like I was, uh, <clears throat> I know how I was feeling and I literally, the core progression, I made it into a voice memo. So like I was humming out like the notes for it and I sent it to my homie JP, who's the other half of Pelham Jr. And so I was like, I sent him in a a text. I was like, I want the main to be like a felt piano. I want this to sound cinematic. I need like some strings or whatever. Like, and I'm just going to rap over that in the beginning. And so like that came to me immediately. And then like the second verse where the drums and all that shit comes in, that's, that's my production. Like I brought it, like I came in with the drums and all that stuff, but like that kind of stuff, like, happens like sometimes it happens immediately and then sometimes i've i will wrestle with like eight bars for like like three or four hours sometimes you know what i'm saying um and rewording things and you know what i'm saying like trying to figure stuff out but i think recently it's funny you say outline this might sound crazy but I actually, when I start overthinking a song because I feel like I have so much I want to say, I outline that bitch. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that, yeah. <laughs> I outline that bitch. Like, in the first verse, this is what I want to talk about. I list certain things. And in the in the second verse, these are the things that I want to talk about. So I know that might sound weird. <laughs> not, no, not at all. You know, like you, it's, it's, it's really like, you know, like we all, we all compartmentalize and organize our thoughts how we need to. Yeah. And like, if it takes an outline, it takes an outline. If it takes you talking to yourself out loud to kind of see how it sounds, that's what it takes, you know? Like, that too. Yeah. That's yeah. No, I do the same, you know, like it, it, it's, it's like, I, uh, I like, I, I like retain my own words better if I hear them out loud. That's fire, it's, man. it's strange, but yeah, nah, man, that's, that's, that's what, that's what this uh, creative shit's all about, you know, like uh, kind of finding those workarounds for these fucking challenges. Absolutely, shit. man. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Wow. Like, y- you know, it's crazy that I, 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 like it's like last 15, 20 minutes is way like 
the conversation we just had is better than all the questions I had written down. So I'm so happy that just happened. Hey, like, man. <laughs> oh, fire, man. man. Yo. So like my very, very, very last question for you. Okay. Um, is uh one that I've I've um uh, I missed it or I I didn't explicitly ask it last week, but okay, I'm gonna okay. ask it again. I'm 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 try I'm like it's it's relatively new, so I'm trying to like really keep at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. If your life was a movie, what would it be about? Oh man, <laughs> that's tough, man. Oh man, what's that one movie that's coming to that's coming to mind? Um. Fuck. You know, it's crazy. I was having this conversation. Um, I was having this conversation with a, a homie <clears throat> the other day, and um, we were just talking about like as artists and just in life. <laughs> um, I couldn't I like I couldn't say what it would be about, but I think it would look somewhat like an action RPG video game. Ooh, okay. And the reason why I say that is because we were having this conversation and I just made this, this analogy up on the spot when we were talking. Um, like I had came to a conclusion of the matter on just some things I've been thinking about and I, I shared it with him. And I said, man, life is, is a lot like action RPG video games when it comes to leveling up and accomplishing the things you want to accomplish right like the main storyline like if you play an action rpg video game right if you just play the main storyline and keep going further and further and further in the story some all games aren't built like this but the ones who like the the developers who really want you to experience the game they kind of force you to do side quests yeah. And so, like, you can't just play the main storyline and do well. Like, if you try to just play the main storyline straight through, it's going to be brutal. You're going to get your ass whooped. But the way life works before we hit these new levels, like, as you're leveling up, as you're leveling your character up, right, the next level you hit, it, it calls for more experience and more experience and more experience to hit the next level. and I was telling him life is is like an uh, action RPG where it's like the main storyline is very exciting. But the side quest is where you really, really, really level up, right? Like it's where you really level up and you get the, the, the best loot and all that stuff. Like, and I don't know if you've ever experienced this in life where it's like, I don't know if you, maybe you went through this before you like started working for some of the the, the big like, you know, blogs and stuff, but I feel like artists and just people in general, like we go through these stages in life where it's like, you know how you go through these transitional periods where um, you're, you're, you feel like you're right there at the next level, but you feel like, man, is this the end of the game for me? Like, is this the yeah. end of the video game? Oh, I've like, been there. Have I hit my peak? Have I maxed out in my, in my level? when really all that's happening right now is that you're doing a bunch of side quests so that you can go to that next level. I was there. I was there last week, bro. That's the way you put that was so beautiful. Yeah. I was you there. What last I'm saying? Week. That's so crazy. <laughs> so, and so like, like, I feel like my, I feel like if, 
whatever my movie would you know would be like what you know what i'm saying it would be and and here's another reason why i say that because a lot of the fucking video games turn movies are ass and i hate yeah. that yeah <laughs> that's but my life would be a good video game turn movie <laughs> it would be a good be a good video game turn movie film <sighs> um and it would be like an action rpg uh but in a way where it's like uh i, I, I can't fucking think what's the movie with uh the actor's name is i'm i don't know why this is happening to me right now um he he played a news reporter he's like uh he's in a lot of comedian movies but he's in a he's like plays like in the 70s like a news reporter will ferrell what's yeah. the movie with will ferrell where the woman there's a lady there's an author narrating like she's writing his stranger story. than fiction stranger wow. than fiction. wow that's a deep cut that that movie is wild too I really like yeah. that. Wow. I yeah. haven't thought about that shit in years. That that's one I'm gonna go watch like tonight. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so so it'll be an action RPG that plays off of that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because even in that film, if you want to break it down that way, there's a lot of side quests and things that he he went through to get to that that level where he broke out of being just a character in the story. You know what I'm right. saying? Oh. So, Yo, yeah, man. That's such a good answer. <laughs> I haven't thought about that movie in years, too, because, like, that was one of those things I saw that, like, 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 they're, like, I feel like everybody has, like, either, like, a movie or, like, an album or, like, some sort of piece of, like, art or, like, media in general that, like, that just like breaks your brain and like rearranges the way like like I think like I think about life narration because of that movie Stranger yes. Than Fiction like yes. that's like a thing that had never occurred to me in my life and then and then I saw that and I'm like wow like there really is like probably right now just like somebody's just like oh and then oh and then they were talking on the podcast about this <laughs> yeah. it's, 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 it's like a it's just like like those type of things that just make you look at the world different forever, you yeah, know, man, absolutely. like that's the beauty of this art shit. That's the beauty of film. That's the beauty of music. Like just like this shit like changes. Yeah. This shit just kind of changes our lives yeah, and man. just like rearranges the way our brains work. And yeah, I don't got any more questions, but like, okay. Pat, this, this, is, this has been so good wow man like what man. a what a good convo son thank you so much for man, being so yeah you man thank you um this is an honor that you would ask me <laughs> to be on this uh so i appreciate you man wholeheartedly no nah, man especially especially after you sent me that song and told me how much the shit meant to you i was like nah like we need to make this ha like that was like a yeah like I, like I had already wanted to do it anyway but like the fact that that happened i was like oh we got to make this happen now thanks for listening shout out to y'all for making it this far and shout out to all the black people listening too because y'all really impeccable don't forget to like subscribe and tell a friend to come through next time one